it's a dilemma for many, many people that have kids right now at home. Um, we're going to welcome into the show Jennifer Shapka. She is a, with the Faculty of Education. She's an associate professor at UBC. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, Jennifer. Why I wanted to get you is I was reading a CBC article over the weekend where you were quoted as saying you're not going to break your kids when it comes to screen time. I know a lot of people are finding it tough to be uh, at home with their kids and trying to monitor them all the time on how much time they're leaning on their screens because they can't be with their friends. And according to the Public Health Agency of Canada, they have been saying this for a while. They say that parents should set limits on screen time. Where do you do you sit on this? Right. So I think there's a couple of things. I think you're right. We are, you know, in this unprecedented time where kids are expected to stay at home. There's no school. There's no extracurricular activities. Maybe parents are working. So, of course, the natural consequence of that is that there's going to be a, lo- a, a big increase in the amount of time kids spend on screens. And unfortunately, as you point out, there's a sort of moral panic around screens. So this, this idea that there's, that there's something inherently evil or bad about screens that's threatening to the well-being of society, in this case, and the developmental well-being of kids. Um, and if you actually look at the, the, the research, there are links to, between screen time and um, sedentary lifestyle. So some, um, there's higher, higher instances of obesity and um, mental health, so anxiety and depression. But for the mental health outcomes, if you look at the, the actual research, the, the effect, the relationship is actually very small. So um, as an example that I like to give, there's a study that recently came out with 350,000 kids in the UK, and they did find that the amount of time kids, kids spend on screen was linked to both anxiety and depression, but the impact of wearing eyeglasses actually had a bigger effect. So that kind of gives you a sense, um, you know, that the actual direct impact is small. And when wait, 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 I gotta, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm following your bouncing ball here for a second. The fact that kids that wore glasses were more depressed and more anxious than other kids. Is that true? Well, is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah. So it, so was more, so kids having to wear glasses, so a slight social stigma yeah. had a bigger <laughs> impact on whether, how anxious or depressed they felt than kids spending time on screen. So it was a bigger oh, wow. impact. Yeah, right? That's incredible. I actually yeah. thought I heard you wrong because that is just, you know, that for some people hearing that now uh, will make them a want to talk to their kids that wear glasses to find out if they're feeling OK, because, uh, you know, we don't see to it as a big clear, deal. That's a small effect as well. Sure. Sure. But uh, but, you know, I think people have been worried about the fact that social media is a major problem. Can you talk to the fact that we've got our kids at home, our school boards have rolled out these online classrooms is so that there's routine, but it does involve the screen. Is it less about the screen time and more about the content? Is that really what's important here? I think that is an absolute factor. So, you know, there are some absolute positives that we have the internet, so school can continue. Um, We know that for older kids whose developmental needs are to be with their friends, like that's a developmentally appropriate thing to take autonomy from their parents and become much closer with their friends. And now we have this internet, so while we're in isolation, kids can actually FaceTime or video chat with their friends, and that's actually you know, a much better way than the telephone or not having contact at all. We also know that um, lots of kids, you know, they're feeling the, the stress of this as well. So internet, uh, things that it provides, the games, the movies, 
it's actually distracting and entertaining, so it can be a really good way to cope. Um, so we do know that there's some really positive things that that are happening, but what the problem is when it's the you know the hours and hours of just watching Instagram or uh, or or TikTok, even when my son is playing video games, if I hear him with his friends, I'm more satisfied with that than when I know he's playing by himself or there's no one online. So I think it's uh, it can provide some really nice social opportunities and some escape or some distraction, but we do need to find balance in it. Do you think it's important that as we parent, we also recall what it was like to be a kid? Because, yeah, the media, the mediums have changed, but it seems like you know, the way we're and, and the way we're socializing may have changed, but it seems like the same conversations are being had or they're leaning on the same things. Absolutely. I, absolutely. That I'm, I'm a strong proponent. There's a message I constantly give to parents that, you know, the, the Internet hasn't changed anything about kids. Um, as I was saying, the example, you know, teenagers want to be with their friends. That has been true since the dawn of time. That's just a natural developmental process. And now we've given them this tool, these devices that allow that to happen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's so they're maximizing that. They're just taking advantage and uh, of that tool that we've given them. But the develop, underlying development and these desires are the same and always have been. I think that the ability to, uh, you know, have your kids help you with your own screen time as well can be an empowering thing and give them a feeling of self-worth. Because I know a lot of parents are t- turning to their kids and saying, wait, how do I operate this now? Or, or can you walk grandma or grandpa through how we get them on Zoom? Because uh, I don't know how to tell them how to do it. Absolutely. And that's that's a really wonderful um way for kids to get to be the teachers and bring the adults into their world. And, you know, we know the kids, we use the term, they're the digital natives, whereas we're the digital immigrants. This is all new to us, but they were born into this. So I think that anytime you can give, um, uh, put, give, power, uh, give power or choice to a, ch- a child uh, when they're making decisions around screens, I think you're going to have better outcomes. Um, and so, one of the ways to do that exactly as you said is to have them teach you or teach grandma or grandpa exactly jennifer it's been a pleasure talking to you one takeaway from this conversation that you'd like to leave people with is it uh, the the fact that your kids are going to be okay when we come out of this pandemic things will go back to normal or uh you know what would you like to leave us with um i think the, yeah, I think the kids are the kids are going to be okay. That that's absolutely true. And I think just to suggest that you know try and keep things business as usual, have a schedule, have a routine, and try to stick to it as much as possible, so that when it goes back to normal, it, the transition won't be that great.